and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about Bobby Kennedy Jr., who is seeking the Democratic nomination for President of the United States, and he's getting a lot of support from a lot of, you know, a lot of sectors of American society. People are looking for someone different. That's why Donald Trump was propelled into the White House in 2016. Both major parties are just not getting it done. Uh, and the way the media has responded to Kennedy's uh, uh, campaign is just remarkable. Here's a liberal Democrat, and make no mistake, Bobby Kennedy is a liberal in every sense of the word. His policy uh, stances are in line with the Democratic Party platform. But there's something different about him, and I wrote about this today, and the column is up on the BMG network under the PAC perspective. Kennedy is honest, and that's an attribute that is certainly lacking in Washington, and especially among Democrats. So he was on Joe Rogan uh, recently, was Bobby Kennedy, and Rogan asked him why is he seeking the presidency? You know, I would travel in Europe when I was a kid and with my father and my mother and people just adored our country. People wanted blue jeans, they wanted American cars, they wanted RCA Victrolas and, you know, electronics and they wanted our movies and our television and they wanted our democracy. And I want my kids to grow up with that love for our country and that pride for our country. And I don't see the path from either political party getting us there at this point. I think both parties have lost their way. And my party, the Democratic Party, has become the party of war. It's become the party of censorship. It's become the party of pharmaceutical companies, of, you know, the neocons, and it's very aggressive, belligerent foreign policy, forever wars, and this really kind of bizarre turning our backs on the American middle class, which is the only thing that sustains democracy. And there you have it. That's the reason he's running, because he wants to uh, have the America that he grew up in, that you grew up in, and I grew up in. That America no longer exists. And uh, I, I like Bobby Kennedy. I can't explain why, because I'm a conservative, and he is a liberal in every sense of the word, as I've mentioned. But he's honest, and people are looking for honesty in their representatives. Now, he was on ABC News maybe six, eight weeks ago. I'm looking at an old newspaper clipping here from the New York Post, and ABC left out a lot of important stuff in this interview. I didn't see the interview, but I read about it. Rich Lowry wrote a piece about it. They did this interview. They chopped it up, and they left out the part about Kennedy being anti-vax. He's, he's against vaccines, especially the COVID vaccine. They, they can edit out whatever they want to. I mean, they have that, that discretion. It's not censorship. ABC is not a government entity. But I mean, leaving out something as important as Kennedy's stances on vaccines is like interviewing Donald Trump in 2016 and leaving out the fact that he wanted to build a wall. But they, ABC said as a matter of editorial judgment, they left out portions of the interview where Kennedy had expanded on his anti-vaccine views, which were already discussed. I mean, that's what really, that, that's his stock and trade. That's why people have uh, gained interest in him. That's why I like him, because he's anti, he's against, not against the vaccines per se, because vaccines have done some good in this country, but he's against the, the government coercing people into getting the vaccines. And the COVID vaccines, they have been... Uh, shown to cause a lot of injuries and death among a lot of people. And Kennedy's brought that up. And, of course, he's been censored by YouTube and and, uh, and Google. And, uh, and I guess the interview he did with Rogan, part of it was taken down. But anyway, the way the media is, in general, reacting to Kennedy's candidacy is really astounding. Here's a liberal Democrat, a Kennedy, no less, 
and he's getting censored. He's getting uh, ignored by a lot of the major media. You know, he has to go on Joe Rogan's program. If I were to ask him for an interview, I could probably get an interview with Bobby Kennedy because he gives interviews to everybody. He's that accessible. And he's, you know, 40 points down in the polls, but he's gaining. He's at 17% in one poll. Uh, and you know, I, obviously, Joe Biden and P- Biden's people do not want Bobby Kennedy on the debate stage with Joe Biden because he'll make mincemeat of Biden. Forget about Biden being diminished and he's just he's not all there anymore. And I'm not going to make fun of him. It's kind of sad. He's a sad spectacle. But I, I mean, Kennedy is he's a strong candidate. He's certainly got the money and the clout. I think he should get a fair airing. Now, the way ABC treated him and the way the major media has treated him is uh, even caught the uh, attention of Bill Maher, or Maher, rather, Bill Maher. And I didn't see this interview either, but Maher is, I don't know what's happening to Bill Maher lately. He's, ac- he's actually, uh, I think he's beginning to see the light. He was a one-time liberal. He says he hasn't changed his views at all, but I think he, he's beginning to see that, that the media is biased against conservatives. And he slammed the New York Times, did Maher on their slanted coverage of of Bobby Kennedy on an episode of Mars podcast, Club Random, which was released last week. And during the episode in which Kennedy was the guest, Marr read from a New York Times article written about Kennedy. And this is what Marr said. I want to take issue with the media because it incenses me how they write about you. And this uh, this is the title of the article. In chat with Musk, Kennedy pushes right wing ideas and misinformation misinformation who gets to decide what's inf- misinformation you're the newspaper you tell me what what was what was said and i'll decide what's misinformation and that's exactly what it what it, what it's about newspaper is this, this wasn't an editorial piece this was a column and the arrogance of these people you know they think they know so much about everything they're the arbiters of truth they think let us decide what's real information, what's fake news, what's misinformation or disinformation. But Mark continued, uh, Mr. Kennedy is a longtime amplifier, what the Times wrote, and propagator of baseless theories. Again, it's not the editorial page. This is a regular newspaper article. He honed in on a fact check within the article on a statement Kennedy made saying, after the Affordable Care Act, Democrats earned more money from the pharmaceutical industry than Republicans. That statement, the Times wrote, was incorrect, according to an analysis by State News. Because the Obama administration made a deal with the pharmaceutical industry, Kennedy argued, to support the bill today, I believe the Democrats are getting more money from pharma than Republicans. He said, I believe. Now, Kennedy's a lawyer. He's an environmental lawyer. Uh, He's a very bright guy. And uh, But even if that's not exactly the case, is what Marr said, the spirit of the answer is correct. And then Marr went on to say, you know, blank them, the New York Times. You know, they are ridiculous. The Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, the major TV networks. And, you know, they sparred. I, I didn't see the session. I will YouTube it. It was a two-hour conversation. Marr and Kennedy sparred over vaccine efficacy and a few other things. Again, Kennedy is, you know, he's a, he's a liberal pretty much on all the issues. But he's right, I think, on the vaccines. And he's right on these perpetual no-win wars that both major parties want to get in America involved in. He talked about what's going on in Ukraine and how the U.S. should not be involved in the Russian war in the Ukraine. It's none of our business. Now, we have been trying to get Ukraine into the into NATO for I don't know how many years. 
And Putin has said for 20 years that if Ukraine were to join NATO, that would be a provocation to Russia. So why are we trying to provoke a nation that has 6,000 nuclear warheads or nuclear missiles? It's beyond me. I mean, he's uh, heavily censored by the media. They fear him. Biden's people fear him, and with good reason, because I think he's going to present some problems. I think Bobby Kennedy is to the Democrat Party what Donald Trump is to the Republican Party. He is a force to be reckoned with. They can ignore him if they want, but he's not going away. And uh, speaking of Biden, I mean, I was reading in, the in I think it was World Net Daily, but I was, you know, I love history. I love presidential history, especially. Biden could very well be the first president since 1856 not to be renominated uh, by his party for uh, president of the United States. The last president was a Democrat, Franklin Pierce, in 1856. He won the 1852 election, did Pierce. Then he ran into some trouble. His policies over the next four years uh, really angered his followers. And then he just you know, dropped the ball on slavery, which was the big issue then. And he failed to get his party's nomination in 1856. Biden could be the first president not to get his party's nomination. You know, Lyndon Johnson did not run. He didn't seek the, uh, the White House again in 1968. Uh, going back to 1856, Democrat uh, Buchanan who was probably the worst president in U.S. history, James Buchanan, the 15th president. He ran against Republican John Fremont and uh, know-nothing party candidate Millard Fillmore to win the presidency. But Biden's going backwards. I mean, he's consistently going backwards in the polls. His numbers are spiraling in the wrong direction. And his re-election campaign is going to be disastrous for the party. Let's hope so. And I think Donald Trump has a if not a clear shot to the White House, I think whether it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, anybody I think with a with a pulse is going to beat Joe Biden. And Donald Trump, we know, has a pulse. But anyway, uh, I mean, if Biden is the the nominee, I think the Republicans, I don't th- I don't see how they can lose. A lot can happen in eighteen months, and hopefully these these last eighteen months will be the uh, the swan song for Biden. He needs to just retire and and leave public life because really he's destroying the country. And there's not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Biden or, you know, Hunter Biden and the investigations and the Ukraine and, and all the, uh, you know, the money laundering and all that. I think the, the national talk show hosts cover that quite, quite well. They're, you know, Levin is just beating it to death. And I, you know, nobody does a better job. Don't get me wrong. Nobody does a better job on that than Levin, but all the national hosts are all over that. So there's really not a lot I can, I can add to that. And, uh, but, you know, Bobby Kennedy is the, what I wanted to talk about the, in, in this particular podcast. And, and I've written an article about uh, Kennedy, his candidacy, and uh, his likelihood or the chances that he will, at the very least, disrupt things for the Democrats and for Joe Biden. He's going to create a problem. And, I, I, you know, Biden may not be renominated by his party. I, I think there's, a, there's a, large, a large segment of the party that does not want to see him run again. But he said he's going to. You know, what he said, to I guess it was today or yesterday, he made some statement about how he sold state secrets. And the president, I think, of, of India just turned around and looked at him like, are you serious? He doesn't know what he's saying half the time. He's a threat to national security, obviously. All right. I had a story here about Elvis that I did in a podcast I taped earlier today. I decided not to include that because it's kind of some of the information there is is unsavory. I mean, I think a lot of people have this image of the king, the king of rock and roll, and they want to maintain that image. If you want to look at it, there's a column on World Net Daily 
that talks about Elvis. And uh, it kind of burst my bubble. I knew he liked young women, but I didn't realize how young he liked them. But it kind of, you know, he's he got away with some things that if he if he weren't the king of rock and roll, he would not have been able to uh, to get away with. But anyway, that's up on World Net Daily if you're interested. If you're interested in some really good podcasters, check out the BMG Network. We have this show that airs at least once a week, The Pac-Man with me, Ted Flint. We have The Essentials with my daughter, Maddie Flint, or Madeline Flint, and the, the name of the podcast is The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Adrian Ross has a show up there, and Ken and Mike may revive their show from a year or two back. They, they I hope they do, because they have a good sound, and, and really, I think there's a, there's certainly a place in in the podcast world for, for everybody. That's the thing about podcasting and podcasters. Everybody has something different to offer. We all have different styles, different personalities, and podcasting, I think, is the future of radio. If you've listened to radio in the upstate New York region, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's just not a lot there. So anyway, check out our our, our website, thebmgnetwork.com. If you want to contact me directly, it's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Ted Flint.